Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and welcome to the show today. I have a great guest. His name is Haas Pratt. He runs a company called Haas Pratt International. Uh, He's a trainer. He's a coach. He's an author. Uh, He teaches real estate agents how to be better real estate agents and how to get ahead in the real estate industry. He's got a Facebook Live. I think it's every Friday. Easy money, it's called. Uh, He's a keynote speaker. He does a lot of things. He speaks about topics like how to succeed in real estate, uh, seven fast acting ways to double your income, five guaranteed ways to generate more leads. I mean, who does not want to generate more leads? And for my audience, he has a software background. He's developed uh, some web and software that actually generates leads for real estate industry, people in the real estate industry. So Haas, welcome to the show today. Man, Jeremy, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool, cool. So um, let's just get get right into it and uh, give everybody an idea of what your background is, kind of how you got started uh, in real estate and kind of transition to more software and coaching and helping people. All right, so I'll give you the 30,000 foot view here as fast as possible. I, I, I grew up in Northwest Missouri. I live in Dallas, Texas now. I barely made it through high school. I didn't go to college. But I, early on, as a teenager, I had a mentor named Jimbo, who was a millionaire. And Jimbo took me under his wing, and he taught me about business, entrepreneurship, mindset, how to think, street smarts. And he gave me several pieces of advice early on in my, in my life. And one of the pieces of advice he gave me was, number one, start a business, uh, because profits are better than wages. And I started Pratt Lawns in high school and uh, mowing 100 lawns a week. I did that for a few years. I then Jimbo said, it's time for the next step. And I said, well, what is it, Jimbo? And he said, you got to move. I'm like, why? He said, because you become a product of your environment. So make sure your environment's one you want to become a product of. He said, you can make $100,000 a year here. You can make a million dollars a year somewhere else. And he had my attention, Jeremy. I was like, perfect, Jimbo. Tell me where to go, buddy. I have nothing to lose. He said, go to Texas. I'm like, where, where in Texas? He said, go to Dallas, Texas. I go, why Dallas? He said, you belong there. I'm like, what do I do? He goes, get into real estate. And I go, I've never been to Texas. And he goes, well, let's go check it out. And he took me on my first airplane ride. And this was in August in 2001 or two-ish. We come down here, drive around. I make the decision to move to Texas. Sold my my lawn business to my brother. It's still in business today, three years later. Yeah. And um, I got into real estate, Jeremy. And just, I moved here. I didn't know a single soul. I was in my early 20s. And I just had nothing to lose. I had a lot of ambition and, and I had good mentorship early on. And I got into real estate, failed miserably at it for six months. Like I blew all my life savings. I mean, it was brutal. And I figured it out month six and I uh, ended up listing homes. I listed 30 homes a month. And uh, my first year in real estate, I became rookie of the year, ended up taking that company, building it up um, as a, one of the top listing organizations in Texas. And I ended up selling that business because Jimbo said, now it's time to go help other people. You've done it. Now it's time to go teach other people. And that's always been a passion of mine. So 
for the last 10 years, I've been on the road, coaching, training, speaking, keynotes, workshops, boot camps, online events, webinars, seminars, anything for the last 10 years to get the message and the training to uh, my real estate community. That, that, that's a great story, man. And uh, that was a lot of years right there, man, in a few minutes. I know, but you really covered it all. I was wondering if, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like I, I just went through 20 years with you, man. You did, man. That were, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Hey, uh, you glossed over it. I'm going to, I'm going to pin you down on it though. I saw Go it. For it. I want pin me down on anything. I want you to tell, tell the users or the, the listeners out there, um, what, what happened when you called Jimbo and you, you were about to give up in Dallas. That's great, man. You, you did your homework. Yeah. Yeah. So like that month six, whenever I was in real estate, I, I was failing miserably. My life sucked at the time. It was, I wasn't getting results. And I remember I made, I was out of money and uh, I called my dad and I said, dad, I'm thinking of, I'm going to have to move back home because this isn't working. I think it was a bad decision. Shouldn't have done it. He's like, come on home. We'll figure it out. It'll be, everything will be okay. And it made me feel good when he said that. In that moment, I made the decision that I'm going to go home. And then I called Jimbo next, who was the architect of me moving to Texas. That's and, right. Right. And he said, and I told him, I said, Jimbo, it's not working. I, I'm, I ran out of money. I'm not getting results. I'm thinking I'm going to move back home. And Jimbo said, uh, it was after a long pause, I remember I couldn't hear anything on the other line. He said, are you finished? And I said, yes. And he goes, Haas, if you move back home, you'll be the biggest loser in the entire area. You will be the laughing stock. He said, if you move back home, it'll be the single worst decision you've ever made in your entire life. So did you forget who you are? Did you forget about the plan? Did you forget about why you moved there? Did you forget that I tell you, told you you would feel this way at some point? I'm like, yep. He goes, then you're not coming home. And I, he hung up the phone on me. And right then I made the decision again that I wasn't going to move back home. And ever since then, I've burned the boats, and I've just been all in, man, playing full out and doing everything I can to continue to reach new levels and help other people do the same. Nice, man. The yeah. one thing that, that stands out when you, when you say that is, uh, you know, why, remember why you started, you know, because I was just going through this a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, man, you know, it's tough being out on your own and where, knowing where your next paycheck is sometimes. And I was like, you know, why did you start? Why are you here? You know, so yeah, no, you're totally. I mean, sometimes we forget why we set out on that journey, and it's always good to be reminded of of the why. Yeah, of course. So and it was too, Jeremy. Like I little, like I mean, like I got my wife, my kids. I have three daughters. Like I have an amazing, beautiful family. I love them to death. Like I, I, I mean, the life I had today, Jimbo was right. If I would have moved home, it would have been the biggest biggest worst decision of my entire life and I'm so glad that he was in my life at that time to talk some sense into me yeah no that was a cool story I'm glad yeah. I, I stumbled across that uh yesterday sure. and I was I thought it was really neat so I wanted to share it with everybody yeah so I also noticed you have this thing and it's the the undisputed authority in your niche okay. um I don't know if it's a talk you did or something like that I didn't have time to look at it but how does one become the undisputed authority in their niche you stake the claim you say I'm the undisputed authority in my niche and you back it up and you back so it up. Huh? Back it up's the key though, Jeremy, you know, you can't say I'm you're the authority and right. not back it up. But you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've done, I've written best-selling books, information products that have helped thousands and thousands of people and, you know, done business with pretty much about every different type of real estate from NAR to the organizations to, 
you know, to different conventions and stuff. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's taken a lot of work, but today, I mean, we're able to impact the, the masses in the industry and even outside the industry, you know, real estate's where I started, but I find a lot of the stuff I do today is even helping entrepreneurs, salespeople, uh, internet, internet info marketers, because I've, we've built, we've built all that within our own organization and we like to teach other people how to do it in their own. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the intriguing things, you know, right. I bring people on the show, they all have a different background um, in what they do, but the one common thing is that they're, they're always doing something outside of their actual day-to-day -day job. So, you know, I mean, I work with these guys all the time over the last 20 years, I've worked with so many software engineers that were just like, you know, 95% of them are just happy to have a job and go home and do their own thing. And the other 5% like me are out there going, what can I do at night? What can I learn? How can I reach more people? How can I help more people? That's right. And, you know, you and I are kind of cut from that same cloth. Sure. So, so let's talk a little bit of tech. Cause I know, you know, you were telling me earlier that you have some background in that as well. And, um, give me an idea of, you know, how you started down that road and what that road led to. Yeah, and I'll kind of piggyback on what you just said about how yeah. people kind of have a side thing, right? And how, yeah. to, and really help, maybe help how to make that side thing work. So I started as a speaker, I started traveling the country doing seminars. I created an information product, a training course that I sold a lot of online and offline. That, that group then wanted coaching because they have the, the 12 module system. Now they need accountability. They need coaching. They need training. And so from that, I developed our coaching organization. It's both one-on-one -on -one group coaching and mastermind coaching. And because the product was there and there was a need for coaching. And then once I developed the coaching, I realized that they, they, the clients needed a community. They needed, they needed to get together. Other like-minded people following the same lead or doing the same things. And so they wanted events. And so I started doing my conventions and conferences and workshops and doing the live events. And then once I brought them together, I, I, I saw that there were gaps in technology that were preventing them from succeeding even more than they were. And so the, the, the technology didn't exist. And I went to work and, and I developed my own technology, CRM software that, was, that had everything. We did direct mail for them auto texting, email campaigns, drip campaigns, uh, voice broadcast, uh, direct mail. We had a mail house that mailed all of their postcards for them. And like, it was sick, Jeremy, like this thing. It was like a Ferrari CRM. Like if you wanted to put your business on autopilot, this is the thing to do it. And, and I tell people, I'm like, those two years that I did fuel is what gave me this gray hair and made yeah, me well. right? wiser. And here's the thing that I learned. I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a speaker, coach, author, content creator, visionary. I, li I like to coach, help other people. I'm not a CEO of, of a software company. Right. And so this side thing, I, I learned this, that to me, I already, had the, I already had the audience. I already had the platform from my events. I could easily sell the product to my community. So it made sense that I would go over here. But the, the thing that I missed here for all of our listeners was, was that was not my lane. Developing the software was not my lane. And I had to learn a lot in that. I mean, it was to a point where I self-funded everything. And if we were going to grow, we were going to have to go raise money, get venture capital to invest in. 
there just wasn't the road that I wanted to go down. And so I cut bait. I said, this is not it. And I just stopped immediately, took a huge hit, uh, lost my shirt on the software. But I believe me by jumping ship before it kept sinking, right, before going through the challenges of doing it saved a lot of headache. And, and, and so I learned a lot in that and, and finding the right opportunity. But I learned a lot. And, and even from that, I, I, I've created my house page, which is a software that is a home evaluation tool in the real estate community. So like agents can use it to generate leads. They can use it to help position themselves as the expert. And so you yeah. know, I, I appreciate what you do because I learned a lot about people that can do what you do and the sales and marketing side and the technical and developing side was the gap. It was uh, it was a learning experience. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It's actually something now that, you know, being on my own now for the last few years, I'm realizing it's like I'm, I'm technically in two businesses. I have to sell a project and then I have to deliver it. Sure. And they're completely different things. And the delivery piece is extremely difficult. It goes on for a long period of time. And it's not like I'm coming over and putting a roof on your house and you'll call <laughs> me in 20 years when you need another. I'm going to put a roof on and then I got to do everything. It's constant. It's going to always keep coming sure. and, and changing. And, um, so it is, it is difficult work. I, I need to transition more into the sales side, you know, and just. Yeah. I mean, or get somebody that sells. I mean, some, it takes both worlds, you know, and I'll, and I'll say this, the biggest lesson that, that why, what, what caused so much pain was there were two sides to our business. When we were running the CRM, we had the sales and service side, which was me. Yep. So I had to build, I, I had to sell it and service it. The software side, they were the developers, the coders, yep. and, and they weren't in the same building. They're on two different coasts, two different parts of the world. And I learned that that's an impossible venture because those two things need to be in, in the same place because the people that are developing and, and creating, they can create the solution, need to feel the pain that the service feels because the user doesn't have this thing working. And this, because we are always constantly trying to find workarounds, right? Yeah. Trying to teach, teach, train them how to use something that should have been fixed, but the gap caused a lot of pain. And so whatever, if anybody develops the software, bring it in one. And it's, I mean, that was the mistake that I made. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, I mean, that's a, that's a common problem. Um, that's one of the paradoxes, you know, it's like, yeah. And, and, a, a lot of it has to do with different mindsets of, you know, a, a salesperson versus the developer. That's right. You know, there's, oh, we made it the way you wanted it. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way people use it. You didn't. No, think and I learned that, man. Like I, my whole life, I've been around salespeople, and I, when I got into technology, I was like, these people are so different. Like, and yeah. it was like two different languages, and and it, like it was, it's amazing, and I have such an appreciation for for them, right? For yeah. people that can do that. And it takes both of us to make magic happen. Yeah. And you know, I, I mean, with apps, you know, one of the things that I've, I've really always stressed to the people I work with or clients, potential clients is if, if you can, you know, generate revenue or leads, that's always good or reduce a cost or reduce some manpower. If you can't do one of those two things, there's no reason to be involved in it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, you know, generating leads, right? So you created the software, it generates the leads. That's one of the things you do. Um, agents are out there. I see real estate agents. Some of them I'm actually starting to see now doing some more like advertising, even live videos um, on various things. 
what are you kind of seeing as far as like in your industry, in the real estate industry, what's, what's kind of the best new lead generation or is it just old school? It's always going to be the same. Well, number one is, is you want to find niches and within any industry, real estate or technology, software, sales, anything, business, find a niche within a niche. And, and I've learned that in my own life and business is, as, as long as you can identify a niche that you want to target. And there's micro niches that have huge, I mean, there's, which create huge, especially in technology. Right. There's a lot of niches in technology that have pain that somebody hasn't seen and fixed with, the, with, with an app or with the technology. And, and so get clear with what that is, with who your target market is, what the pain in the niche is, and then what is your solution to the pain? If, because let's say that's the most important thing because if you can't communicate that and you don't know that, even if you generate leads, you're not going to convert leads because you don't know the, the purpose. And, and to me, that's it. Number one is you got to dominate a niche. And I'll tell you, I'll take it a step further how you do that, especially in today's yeah. world. And this is in any market, in your market, in my market, in their market, is in that niche, you have to become the expert in the niche. Meaning positioning yourself as the expert, creating content that makes you the expert, communicating and distributing the content. And in today's world, man, like everybody's right in front of us. I mean, look at us right now. Yeah. I mean, right, we have all, who knows, thousands and thousands of people watching this. And so that's what you do is you, is you do more, in the niche to be the expert. And oftentimes it requires maybe Facebook lives, more video or writing a book, creating the content. And that's, that's the big shift in, in any, any industry right now uh, is the expert movement. Yeah, I 100% agree. And um, I was telling my friend the other day, he's a, he's a painter. He goes, well, I want to run, you know, ads or whatever. I said, dude, get on your Facebook live, get on your Instagram live, start putting out content about, painting and what the common problems are he was talking about preparation i'm like talk about the importance of preparation yeah i was like no do it yeah no and you you're exactly right and i don't remember who i was talking to yesterday but i was talking to somebody yeah i, I was talking to uh, uh anyway this gentleman who was talking about one of his customers it was a success story he said this guy's a painter he literally has the biggest following on youtube because he just he's always shooting a video about on site painting. And that's the other movement is, is people don't want you to be perfect here in your video. And they don't want you to just lay down the perfect, the perfect message in a video that's been edited and tweaked. They want to see it down and dirty, man. They want to see you in the trenches. They want to see you doing your thing. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see you go live. They want to see you doing, doing what you do. And, and that's the movement. I mean, even for me, man, even for me, like I've launched a podcast, a Facebook live show. We're doing tons of video, even though for the last 10 years, I've been creating the content and doing it on stage in front of people. Right. There's this whole movement now that to, online, specifically social media uh, to reach more people. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's such an easy and free and you have a platform and everything's built in for you, you know? You just got to put yourself out there. And I think that's the challenge for most people. Well, definitely. That's, that's the main challenge of all. Um. <laughs> right. I'll tell you this, uh, and this will make, but like, I just did my first Facebook live like a month ago. Yeah. Which is embarrassing. There's a reason for it. I haven't wanted to put myself out there in that world. Right. 
Yeah. Because to me, it's, it, to me, it's easy to be host the presenter controlling, whether it be online or on a stage or an event. That's interesting. But it is interesting. I know. Like, that's a trip, man. Cause, cause like most people would be scared out of their drawers to get up on a stage and talk to people. And yeah. I, I, to me, it's the opposite. It's, it's, well, uh, yeah, well, what happened to me is I would do the Facebook Live, and I couldn't do the Facebook Live until, like, everybody else was out of the office, okay? Yeah. And, and then one day, I forget what happened, but I had to go, I, had, I think maybe the internet was out, and I had to go do it from this building lobby, and people were walking around in the background, and I'm like, I, I was tripping out. It wasn't, <laughs> the people on, it wasn't the people on Facebook that were watching me. It was, the, like, the people walking around the freaking room that were like, what are you, what's this guy doing, you know? And, yeah. Yeah, so, I know. But that's the world we're in right now. We are, we all, uh, we all need to be more, more vulnerable. And it, I mean, we just do and put yourself yeah. out there. We have, you have nothing to lose everything to gain. Yeah. I was, I was just talking to Steven Kuhn this morning and uh, he was talking about this product. They have this like inflatable product. And what they did is they had like a, a marketing company that was going to make them videos for their thing and everything. And they found that just making their own videos you know, on their phone was faster. And then the other thing that they did that was interesting is they would go into the comments and look at all the comments. And when people would have negative comments, they would actually make videos responding to the negative comments. Oh, nice. And it increased their sales just, you know, yeah. and it was like instant. They didn't have to wait for the marketing company to come in and go, Oh, we should take this angle or this approach. You know, it was just like, go for it. That's right. So cool, man. Uh, Hey, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, coaching a little bit. I know you coach a lot of people, a lot of business people. I'm guessing they're probably from all different kinds of industries, not just real estate. Um, tell us a little bit about that and just kind of what's kind of like, where do you start with somebody, you know? Yeah, I think, well, let me tell you what I'm doing now. Yeah. I'm writing a book right now. It's called Easy Money, How to Create Opportunity Out of Thin Air and Dominate Your Niche. It's, it's specific to your entire audience. It's specific to salespeople, the marketers, the entrepreneurs, or anybody that has an idea that wants to go out and do something with it. And in the book, and what I do is I show them not only how to come up with the idea, but how to automate the selling of the idea, how to create it, but also automate the, the sales. And there's through different channels. I'll give you an example. One thing that anybody listening needs to have to sell a product is a webinar. And I've done thousands of webinars, thousands. And uh, I mean, I just did one yesterday, I mean, all the time. And those, I, I've leveraged webinars in my business to sell the products, to sell coaching, to sell the info products, to sell the software. I mean, I have a webinar, give me an example, that sells my, my house page webinar that sells that service. Yeah. It converts 20% of every single uh, viewer, meaning if they watch it, it converts 20% of the attendees into a $97 a month uh, technology. And I recorded it once, it's done. Yeah. I, I, I go to affiliates with that. So like I'll do media buys, I'll go to different people in my niche, in my industry. Like I'll go to NAR and, and say, will you send these three emails and I'll pay you X to do it. Okay. And, and through media buys, through our in-house list, through Facebook marketing and advertising, we, automated the, the sales process. I have two employees that work for me and that's it because I've leveraged, I, we leverage technology, we automate. And for me, that's the value I bring to any, any, even the listeners is how to do that. And that's what my book is about. It's about uh, my, our, our uh, coaching as far as helping people do that. Mm -hmm. 
there's a need and it's extremely valuable. And especially now because people are, I mean, there's nothing that works as good as a webinar to automate making money in your sleep. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the webinar that I run and it, it's the same thing. It's like set up once and then, you know, I, I don't get like tons and tons of stuff out of it, but when they come, they come, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm doing anything to get it. I set it up once and it runs. Uh, I think that's something everybody wants in this world, right? Is a, is like a multiple, uh, some sort of other income that doesn't require a lot of, you know, stress and headache and, that's the, and that's the world of, uh, that, uh, that I teach people, how to build it and set it up, and then it's done. You got to do the work to build it, but once sure. it's built, I mean, I've, I've ran the one webinar I've, that sells my Listing Boss product thousands and thousands of times for the last eight years. It still converts the same today as it did eight years ago. People still attend the webinar the same that they did eight years ago, and yeah. so it's just this never-ending perpetuity a revenue stream that consistently comes in since it was built once. And if anybody's listening, where do you start? I would get serious there and starting with the sales side of how you're going to sell the thing that you have or that sell the thing that you're going to create. What niche, what audience, how do we reach them? When we do reach them, how do we sell them? And I think a webinar would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And yeah, and, and you said something very key just a second ago is, you know, how to, how to identify that market and how to get to it before, you know, because you can go out and create the webinar, put a lot of work into it, and then there might not be a market. So it's that kind of that key step of, is there actually somebody there that wants this thing? Yeah, and I've developed 15 information products over the last 10 years, and I've, here's what I've done. Not every time, but a lot of times. I'll go to the market first with the webinar, that sells the course or sells the training. Yeah. And, and, what, and what I'll do is, is I will, even though the training hasn't been created yet, I'll sell it as a live training. And I'll say this Monday's module one, next Monday's module two, next Monday's three, and then following four. And I'll sell it. And then it gives me time to get the product done every week. Yeah. And so they're chasing me. And at right. the end of four weeks, I now have this asset that, people buy for 300 to $3,000 that is done. Cool. So it was uh, great having you on the show today. Haas uh, learned a lot about webinars and increasing leads, software, how it can help our business, how to become the undisputed authority, right? That's right. And how can people get in contact with you? How can people find you and uh, get to know you more? Yeah. So a couple things, I'll give you a couple different places to go, but uh, go to easymoneysales.com to, to sign up for our early bird for our book. You guys are going to want to get this book. It's going to be launched here real soon. That's easymoneysales.com. And uh, also check out hosprat.com for additional resources and uh, videos and other tools to help you grow your business. Yeah. And follow him on Facebook too. He's got a, he does a live. Yeah. Yeah. Every live, every uh, Friday I go live for the easy money show. And that's uh, you can go to, Find me on Facebook, become a, like my page at Haas Pratt, and you can get notified of when I, when I go live. Right on. Awesome. All right, Haas. Thanks again for being on the show today. I really Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jeremy, for having me. Appreciate All right. you. All right. Bye-bye.